0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another season of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney. It's been a while since you've seen or heard me lately, um, but we're back in your ear holes and maybe just maybe on your um, phone or computer screen. uh, We're on the YouTubes now. I took a little bit of a hiatus during football season, during the fall. um, There was a lot of stuff going on and I was supposed to come back. Um, right at the first of the year, but I actually had to take a little bit of a longer break than expected because there was some stuff with my family going on. Um, Unfortunately, my mother-in-law, my husband's mom has um, recently been diagnosed with a really aggressive form of cancer. And so the entire family has had to come together to take care of her and we've been really involved in that. So Um, I've actually decided to close my PR firm. Um, I'm going to be freelancing as an image consultant and that sort of thing. So I'm still in the biz and all that stuff, but I'm going to be taking a step back and kind of slowing down. But that's kind of the explanation for why I've been a little bit, you know, away from this space and kind of the online world in general, but um, I'm excited to have more time to put into this podcast. I'm gonna, you know, do a full rebrand. Um, I'm really excited to put more into YouTube. Um, bef- between me recording this right now and it hitting your eye holes and ear holes, I will have learned to edit a YouTube video. So if you're watching this right now, you should be really proud of me. And so please like and subscribe and share and comment and, you know, do whatever else you do on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Um, We have a lot to talk about. Obviously, the show is still kind of finding its footing, um, but I think I am starting to figure out kind of the different segments we're going to do some things that are going to be staples in every show and then some things that are going to be unique to each show. I think I'm going to also be putting out just some individual YouTube videos. I think I'm going to be a YouTube girly maybe because TikTok is just like, I think I'm a little old for TikTok. I love TikTok and I love like consuming the content and like shit posting on TikTok, but I think I'm just like slightly too old to like it for it to be like my main source of (laughs) like posting. But anyway, to catch up on what we've missed, obviously there's like too much to go back all the way to like September or whatever our last episode was. I think it was like mid-September. But At least since the new year, since like mid-January, we've had a lot of really big news happening in the pop culture arena. First of all, we finally learned Kylie Jenner's baby name and new name, we should say, and we saw his face. So we officially know that um, Kylie Jenner's second born child and first son's name is Air. Um, as in Stormy Air. I mean, they might as well have just named him Weather, you know, or like Thunder, Lightning. Air is like boring. Like, it's kind of like naming a kid nothing. It's like, (laughs) like Air? And with an E on the end. So it's A-I-R-E, Webster. And I guess like, Part of me wonders if the Kardashians even actually like their babies' names or if they just like name their kids names that they know are going to be talked about and that like other people like it, it, that they know are going to like make headlines and that they know are going to be like tweeted about and like that people are going to make TikToks about. Is that like the purpose of them naming their kids or does do Kylie and Travis really think like, oh, yeah, air is a perfect name for our son? Or is it more like air with an H, like H-E-I-R, but then they just spelled it like A-I-R-E to like match Stormy. I don't know. I'm thinking too hard about it and like maybe it's just not even that deep. But Kylie finally announced her son's Insta- her son's name on Instagram. Um, on Saturday, January 21st. And I pulled my Instagram followers to see if people generally thought that like the timing was due to Kylie and Travis's breakup, which also recently happened. But I mean, they break up all the time, it seems like. So I halfway expect them to get back together, but also who knows. Or if it was because of her son's approaching first birthday, which just passed, at the beginning of February, or to distract from another scandal. And most seem to think it was a combo of his first birthday and Travis's absence. Speaking of, so Kylie threw her like annual birthday party for Stormy, um, but Stormy and Air are only a day apart, which is like crazy to me. Whenever people have babies that are only like a day apart, I'm always like, why are you always getting busy on the same day? Last year, um, in 2022, I believe it was, yeah, in 2022, Kylie skipped throwing this themed party and I think just had like a sleepover with the cousins, um, which was smart because the Astroworld chart tragedy just took place in November of 2021. But this year she brought this, the Stormy World theme back and people were really pissed about it. Like, Rightfully so, of course. So she threw the party for both kids and had like a two-day basically like fair or like festival type party for both kids and had like stormy world day one and then like air world day two. And people were pissed online and just, like, couldn't believe how distasteful it was that she, like, brought it back and basically just, like, paused it for one year after the tragedy and then just, like, I guess thought people forgot. And that's what I'm so, like, baffled about in this family is I think that they think our attention spans or, like, memories are as short as theirs are and they aren't. And I just, like, don't know who's giving them this advice. <laughs> like, I I just, I wonder how many, like, di- I just, I'm short-circuiting. Because it's hard for me to believe that no one in their giant camp of people was like, you really should not have this theme again. It's time for you to let this go. Like, it's insane to me that nobody told her not to do that again. Or they did and she was just like fuck it. But then, okay, so here's the other tea. Is that on top of that? On top of all that, Travis didn't even show up to the party. So she she makes the theme she makes the theme astro world essentially after Travis's tour which now has this terrible connotation because it became essentially like a mass death scene. Like it's a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. And he doesn't even show up. So why did you move forward with this theme when this man is not even fucking there? Like, I just can't even like, I don't know. It does not make any sense to me. None of this makes sense. I just don't understand why she did it. I also think it's really excessive that she had this two-day party for the kids because it's like, aren't the same people coming to both? So why would you make people come to your house back to back just so you can like flip the decorations from like girl decorations to boy decorations, but it's essentially the same party with the same people? I would be so annoyed. It's like a fucking wedding. And and it was during the week. It was like a Tuesday and Wednesday. I would be so annoyed if I if I had to go to a two-day children's birthday party. Can you imagine? Especially if you're like, say you're like a nanny or like a live in nanny caretaker for one of these like rich ass families, and you have to go over to Kylie Jenner's house Tuesday and Wednesday and take care of these badass kids. That's miserable. Like, it's so excessive. I just – I don't get it. But, yeah. Okay, so last year, Stormy in Chicago had a joint birthday party instead of the Stormy World theme. But I just think it's crazy that she thought that, like, taking one year off of the Astro World theme was enough for the victims. Just one year. The year that it happened. I don't know. I just – I, I feel like I keep losing more and more respect for them. And I just wonder what it's going to take for them to actually like really fall from grace because they still have so many like really loyal followers who genuinely like love them. Um, and I'm kind of in the middle of the road. I think when it comes to the Kardashians, there are people who, and I'll get into this more because, Okay. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! One of the regular segments I want to implement on the show is that I want to have Kardashian Corner, spelled with a K, of course. But part of the reason I want to do that is because I find our society's like fascination with the Kardashians so interesting. Partially because like we have such a polar reaction to them. I think most people either like are obsessed with them and think they can do no wrong, and like. Justify a lot of their like wrongdoings and like, you know, make a lot of excuses for them. And then I think we have this equal and opposite reaction of people who act like they're like the devil on earth and like everything they do is like intentionally evil. And I like fall in the middle where I find them to be sympathetic people who also are so out of touch with reality and like desperately need a dose of it. And so I find them to be really fascinating for that reason. Some other stuff that's a little bit old news, but worth talking about still. Jeffree Star has been brought back from the dead by none other than Michaela Naguera from TikTok basically because of this, like, Lashgate scandal that took place a few weeks ago. So I really don't want to give Jeffree Star the attention that he's so desperate for. What? You don't like Jeffree Star either?
1: I know. He's racist.
0: If you don't know Jeffree Star, you clearly weren't on MySpace. He basically is one of, like, the OG influencer who was really big on MySpace and is basically like a cross-dressing internet personality. Back in the day, he used to make music. It was awful. And then um, post MySpace, when we got into like Instagram and YouTube, then he became like a beauty influencer. Stop. So he became a beauty influencer and then he was like, reigning supreme in the beauty world. But then he kept having beef with different people and he kept saying really awful things. Gus. Ah. But basically if you Google Jeffrey star racism, you'll get like a bajillion hits on like spanning from like, you know, 2017 to 2023. And there's too many instances for me to cover, but he eventually it created his own cosmetics line and it did really well, but he canceled himself. He eventually like fucked off to an al- alpaca farm in Wyoming, which tell me why all of America's like far right racists love to fuck off to Wyoming. Weird. Anyway, so um, he did that and like got off YouTube and like, kind of like halted his career, but recently after um Michaela Naguera, who's that TikToker who I fucking hate her. I'm sorry. Like I'm usually that's not even true. I can't I can't sit here and lie to y'all. I I try not to be too judgmental of a person because I know that I have a loud voice and a deep voice. And I know that I like yell talk and I have a lot of opinions and I curse and all these things. I know that like people off the back don't always like me. And I like am sympathetic to people like that. But this girl just like forces a fake Boston accent and like screams at the camera and like spits. And like, I don't know, like she like triggers my OCD or something. (laughs) And like, I just can't stand her videos. And like, I also have... I, like, have a visceral reaction to white girls who, like, get their lips pumped with filler and then they look like they're going to pop. And, like, it looks like when, like – and this is not a knock on, like, her natural looks, okay? This is not a knock on what her face looks like when, like, like genetically. This is a knock on a choice of putting, you know – two syringes full of filler into lips that are not already there. I get half a syringe of filler in my lips and I am half black. Okay. I'm Nigerian and I get half a syringe and do not get two syringes of filler in lips that don't already exist. They look like boils that your lips turn into looking like boils. And so I can't... If you have lips that look like they need medical attention,
1: you don't need to be a beauty influencer. Anyway. Anyway. I'm going to shake it off. (sighs) Anyway.
0: So this girl, she gets all this PR and she does all these paid partnerships and she has a history of doing shady paid partnerships. She doesn't always disclose that they're paid ads or if she does, she like hides it beneath her name. So she puts like paid partnership or like whatever partner, like underneath her name so that it's, or it like just like flashes for a second. It's very like misleading intentionally. And I don't dig that. Like because I'm in the industry, I like know what that means. You know what I mean? Like I just... Those aren't the kind of creators that I would ever want to work with, if I were
1: working with a brand or whatever.
0: Anyway, so she she's working with, I think it's it's L'Oreal, it's L'Oreal and L'Oreal drugstore brand. Okay, let's call it what it is. L'Oreal is a drugstore brand, and they have this new mascara. It's like called like telescopic lift. And this mascara, it has like, it's like a two-parter and it's supposed to be able to like really lift your lashes so that you don't have to use a lash curler, essentially. It seems to work fairly well. They did like a really big influencer push. Um, It seems like they spent a lot of money on it. And Michaela makes this video and she's like in her thick, fake, crazy Boston accent that sounds nothing like anything I've ever heard in real life. She's like, holy shit, this is amazing. And she like does a real close up thing of it, but then it like cuts and you can tell that she's glued falsies on the edges of her lashes and people start calling her out and she denies it at first, but then it gets so big and people are so like, People are kind of like pissed about it because it's deceiving. It's deceitful and she has this history of it and she goes, she disappears for something like five days. And then this triggers Jeffrey
1: to return
0: to YouTube and does his own review on it. Well, then because of this, he starts posting these like cryptic, instagram stories with and like an nfl boo or whatever and it's like this guy from the back and all these people they're like trying to like piece together who exactly this person is and they're like this one girl stewart and i saw this tiktok where she made a spreadsheet of like all the guys who play in the nfl and their heights, and like whittled it down by the height given Cause she said, or he said that he was six, five, six, five or six, six. So she like narrowed it down by that. She eliminated the people who were not white. She eliminated the people like based on their like ears, based on like all this stuff and like came up with these certain amount of names, whatever. Then come to find out, Jeffrey Star announces that it's this other guy and is like, "Oh, it's him for as a guest for my podcast." But this guy has a completely different haircut, which is shady to me. I'm like, that is not the same guy. Everybody else just kind of like bought it, let it go. But to me, I'm like, that's definitely a different guy. But regardless, then he goes on this podcast with this guy and spews all this fucking crazy far right QAnon bullshit. And about how like, you know, about about how he doesn't believe in like calling somebody they them like he doesn't believe in being non-binary. I'm like, you're a ri- you're the original cross-dressing influencer. You invented being gender, gender non-conforming on the Internet. He's basically Caitlyn Jenner, which like I love how like people on Twitter always use the like metaphor of. Like Caitlyn Jenner, like running into, like, like sprinting in the door and slamming it shut beside behind her. I'm not doing this well. I'm not. I'm not articulating this well. But like, it's like, it's like they wanted to. They wanted to seat at the table so bad. And then it's like, but only me. Nobody else like me. Nobody else behind
1: me. Only me.
0: And that is so like white man of them you know what I mean? It's like, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to misgender Caitlyn. Like I see her as Caitlyn 100%, but I just mean that her experience of living as a white man for 65 years does shine through. I think when, you know, she exhibits these like crazy entitlements and privileges when she's just like like when she called Dylan Mulvaney the TikToker a guy and it's like what's the difference between her and you there isn't one hello it's crazy it's crazy I just don't get it anyway so beware Jeffree Star is lurking on around the corner in in the shadows on the internet Ready to jump out and and spew some fucking Nazi rhetoric at you. So if you see Jeffrey Star, swipe away because he's a Nazi. Okay, so last old news thing: the Super Bowl. Rihanna's fucking pregnant, and none of us were sure. <laughs> and like we were all stressing for about fifteen minutes. As soon as she, like, she smised at us and then she rubbed her belly and we were all like, it looks like she's rubbing her belly and telling us she's pregnant. But this is 2023 and nobody can assume anything until she says, I'm having a baby. No, everybody was like, looks like she's pregnant, but is she? And the tweets were funny. Everybody's like, it's funny how we're all collectively not saying the same thing. (laughs) Men were like, oh, damn, she's pregnant. And women were like. And me and my friends were texting, we're like, is she pregnant or is she just, my mom texted me and was like, was like, looks like she hasn't lost the baby weight yet (laughs) because she just gave birth last May. Like, this is such a quick turnaround and I don't know anything about labor and delivery. I don't know anything about postpartum, but
1: is that safe? You're not supposed to get pregnant that fast, aren't you? Like, they tell you not to, right? Right? You're like you're like not supposed to do that, right? I mean, listen, I get it.
0: I get just wanting to be like pregnant, give birth, pregnant, give birth,
1: done. But like, you're not supposed to, right? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, you know, good for her. She
0: seems very excited. ASAP Rocky seems like a surprisingly good partner.
1: So, you know, cool. Other things about the Super Bowl, I'm kind of
0: bummed that the Chiefs won. I'm from Dallas, so I'm supposed to be very anti-Eagles, but I went to the University of Alabama and there's like a ton of Alabama guys on that team, including Jalen Hurts, who I'm like in love with. And I actually didn't know this until, until they made the Super Bowl, but I know his girlfriend and I didn't know that they were dating until I saw there was like, all of a sudden, like she got all this like press and I was like, oh, that's his girlfriend. Like I know her. So she and I were actually on like homecoming exec together. And like we were in some other clubs together. We're the same age. So yeah, weird. I like, I know her. (laughs) It's weird. But Jalen's younger than me. And I always thought of him as like a little like cutie guy until like I graduated and then he started getting older and then I was like, oh my God, he went from being like a baby to being a daddy. And now I want him to be my baby daddy. Sorry, Brianna and Stuart. But yeah, he's so hot now. I don't know what happened. Um, But I really wanted him to win. And okay. I know that y'all know that I love Jackson Mahomes. I love Jackson Mahomes. This is a Jackson Mahomes stan account, but that doesn't mean that I want the Chiefs to win. Okay? I'm tired of the Chiefs winning. I'm tired of Chiefs bandwagon fans. They're everywhere. They're obnoxious. And they're obnoxious in a different way than Eagles fans because Eagles fans are the most obnoxious, probably. Well, no, the Bills fans. Okay? Bills fans are the most obnoxious, but they're kind of obnoxious in a fun way. Eagles fans are obnoxious in, like, a terrifying, scary, urban way. (laughs) Like, they're, like, they might shoot you. They might want to fight you. Like, they're, like, very, like, aggressive. But then Chiefs fans are obnoxious in, like, a very, like, white way. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're very, they're very obnoxious in, like, like, we've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? Way. And I'm like, just not, I don't, I don't have time. No, thank you.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And then like, I just have major beef with the Mahomes family and very one-sided beef with the Mahomes family, mainly because I feel like they're, they are the exact reason why people, <laughs> they're, they're the spitting image of why people judge biracial kids with white moms. Okay. Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are exactly why biracial kids with white moms get heat. Tea. Boots. House.
1: Okay. But like also, okay, guys, I cracked the code. I cracked the code.
0: If you've been following me on on. Any kind of social media, you might have been seeing that I've been like talking about how Jackson and Brittany Mahomes were much quieter this football season on social media than they usually are. They weren't totally silent, but you could tell that they got a talking to by somebody because last season they were like completely obnoxious. And then after the season, through the offseason and through um, this football season, they were much more relaxed. They weren't necessarily like I said they weren't totally on their best behavior but maybe they were for them they were pretty well behaved they were still posting but it was definitely scaled back it was not to the point of them like being covered in the news for their posts last year it was like every week another article about one of their posts or how they were acting in public on Jackson's behalf anyway like Jackson was making headlines for, like, getting kicked out of clubs, getting kicked out of restaurants, getting booed out of places, like, because he was being such a dick. So this season has definitely been better. And I figured out why, because recently Netflix announced this show called Quarterback that is following Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and someone else. Marcus Mariota. That's why I can't remember because why the fuck would you want to follow Marcus Mariota? It's a weird, it's a really weird group of people, (laughs) but basically it followed them. Um, It says that it's a series featuring exclusive, unprecedented access to them from the beginning of the 2022 season to its conclusion, following them on and off the field from inside the huddle with teammates to inside their homes with their families. And it premieres summer 2023. So that is why they've been quiet. And it isn't even, I bet it doesn't even have anything to do with being like threatened. I bet it has more to do with like keeping storylines quiet so that it'll come out in the Netflix show. It's more of like a Kardashianism than it really is like them being well behaved. It's really that they're trying to save it for the screen. So I might actually watch that just because I want to see Patrick and Brittany interact because they're high school sweethearts. And I like, listen, I have a lot of friends who married their high school boyfriends and like good for them. And I do think that their husbands like them, but I do have a theory with these like famous people who marry their high school sweethearts. I'm like, there's no way you actually like her. I think you just like never had the opportunity to get away from her. And in their situation, I definitely don't think I'm wrong. But Patrick Mahomes says, I'm excited for fans to get an exclusive behind the scenes look at an unforgettable season for the entire Chiefs organization and for my family. Um, said Patrick Mahomes, whose newly formed 2PM productions will produce the series. From welcoming home a new baby in the middle of the season to welcoming the R- Lombardi Trophy back to Kansas City, our crew was there for it all. This new Netflix series will show the prime or er, t- show the time, preparation, and balance that it takes to be an NFL quarterback and perform on the biggest stage. So that's why we haven't seen as much of them, but we're going to see it on Netflix. I wonder if we'll see any of Jackson on there. Jackson did share it on his Instagram story, so I'm excited to see that. So that's coming this summer, and that'll definitely be, will definitely be
1: interesting.
0: And then last thing about the Super Bowl, the Kelsey brothers. That was so cute. I loved seeing, I loved seeing their mom like sitting. She got like VIP treatment. She was like sitting with Adele. I loved that. I loved that they were the first brothers to face off in the Super Bowl. I actually kind of can't believe that. But if you haven't seen their podcast, check it out. And if you're on TikTok, watch the clips on TikTok first. I can't always, honestly, I can't like sit through a full episode of straight men on a podcast. So I can only like watch clips. The only straight man podcasts I can watch are like actual comedians. If they're not comedians, I like can't watch
1: them. (laughs) I'll watch, I watch bad friends and I watch Hey babe.
0: And that's, uh, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. And then, uh, Chris Stefano and Sal Volcano, respectfully, but that's it. I can't do it. It's like, they start talking about they, first of all, on men's podcasts, they always start talking about work. Even if they're comedians, they end up talking about work, whatever they do for work, two men on a podcast, they end up talking about work. Anyway. All right. The 80th annual Golden Globes took place on January 10th and they returned after having a hiatus last year because they were pretty much boycotted by everyone. This is because, um, the Golden Globes are actually put on by an association called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which up until like 2021 was consisted of only white members. No black people were in the Hollywood Ford Press Association. and then in 2020, they had they had a they had a controversy back in 2017 or 2018. They didn't handle it well, and then they had another controversy in 2020. And so people boycotted it in 2021. They returned this year. Jared Carmichael or Gerard Carmichael, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Jared Gerard. People call me Kiara Kiara. I get it. So I apologize. Um, I think it's Gerard. I think it's Gerard. Gerard Carmichael. He is a comedian who I had never heard of before this, but I did recognize his face. So that counts for something. He's definitely been in shit. I just had never seen him do like stand. I've never seen him act as himself before. I had only seen him like as an actor. But he did a great job um, kind of addressing the issue very head on. He was like, I'm here because I'm black. I am. He called himself the black Fate. He called himself the black face of a white embattled organization, I believe. An embattled white organization, something like that. But he did a great job of kind of just, like, addressing the elephant in in the room. And I think that his, like, apparent discomfort kind of, like, put everybody at
1: ease, which was good. It was, like, it, it was, like, his opening monologue was like
0: so cringy and like so uncomfortable that it just kind of like relaxed everyone else if that makes sense but I thought he did a really good job I thought he was really funny he did a great job of moving things along too but I like for for being somebody who I like didn't know who he was I thought he did excellent especially like I actually thought it was kind of weird because because they needed, like, a black host. Obviously, they were going to go with a black host, you know? I was
1: kind of surprised they didn't pick somebody with a bigger name. But, hey, I liked that guy. I like
0: him a lot now. But, yeah. So, anyway, here's some of the people who won. And it's, you know, it's pretty much a, it was definitely a preview of the Emmys. So we've already seen, we've, we've seen a lot, we've seen a lot. What am I saying? This is the first time I've done this, this recording, and I'm like 45 minutes in. So that's not bad. Okay. We've already seen a lot of the award shows. We've seen the Golden Globes, the Emmys, the Grammys, the va- the bath does. The bath does. So yeah. So this was definitely a good preview of the Emmy. So I'm assuming it's going to be a preview of the Oscars as well. The Fablemans won for best drama motion picture. Austin Butler won best actor for. In a motion. In a drama motion picture. And he was still using his. Elvis accent at the time. Priscilla was in attendance at this and then she died like right after this. So it's nice that she was able to get to see this. Angela Bassett won supporting actress in a motion picture for, I think, Black Panther, right? Which is kind of crazy. She's like getting like critical acclaim for a Marvel movie. Like, just like this grand tour. But she's incredible. I mean, everything she does, I mean, just like, I mean, every time I see her act, my soul just like wants to like escape my body. Kate Blanchett won um, Actress in a Drama Motion Picture. Michelle Yeoh won Actress in a Musical and Comedy. Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell my baby daddy, also. Eddie Murphy won The Cecil B. DeMille Award. I don't know what that is, but that's cool. The Banshees of Insurin won musical or comedy motion picture. I did not know that that was a comedy, so I guess maybe I need to see it. I thought that was a drama. I, I'm i not a movie person. I'm definitely a TV person. And um, this is something that I posted on Instagram, but I definitely, I want to like write something about it. I don't think that it's a good fit for like a video, but I definitely am of the belief that TV is replacing film in terms of what the top tier form of media is nowadays. I think that like, I guess like the, the premier form of storytelling, I should say, has become television instead of film. I think with streaming, especially because I think commercials, used to like water down television so much that like it just could never compete with film. And now that we're in this like streaming era and you can really make a cinematic experience and make it last so much longer over like eight hours. Like, I mean, look at White Lotus, like a film can't compete with the White Lotus and a film can't compete with Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon or Succession or like any of those types of like cinematic experiences that last over eight to 10, 12 hours of your life. So I no longer view film as like the pinnacle of Hollywood anymore. I've viewed television actors and directors and creators as the pinnacle of Hollywood. So that's just a little aside there. Quinta Brunson, one actress in a musical or comedy television series for um, Abbott elementary Um, Jennifer Coolidge won for Supporting Actress in a Limited Series, which, by the way, for the um,
1: Emmys next year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For something,
0: I read that they're making the White Lotus move. They can't be a limited series anymore. They have to move to drama. Julia Garner Garner won for Supporting Actress in a TV series. Kevin Costner won for Yellowstone. Babylon won for Original Score. I've seen really awful reviews of Babylon. I've seen that people don't like it, but it keeps winning stuff. House of the Dragon won uh, Best Drama TV Series, which I was really happy about um, because I love House of the Dragon. I actually like have in some ways more affection for it than game of thrones actually because it's more women centered i think um i think game of thrones was so male centric and house of the dragon is more about the women and i really really i really like it and i'm a game of thrones like nerd like i have read some of the books and like, I like annotate them. And like, I like understand like the ancestry and the storylines. I love my Targaryens. I like, (laughs) anyway, so that's kind of the golden globes. There's like uh, the, the main tea around the golden globes really was that they're back um, and less racist than ever. And some black people won. So that's a big deal. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. I don't remember the performances. So sorry, we're going to skip the performances. Don't remember. Okay, I was wrong. The Emmys have not happened. So it is the Emmys that the White Lotus had to move categories for. So I guess I just like imagined that I had seen the Emmys. Or I just like thought the Golden Globes
1: was the Emmys. I don't know. When are the Emmys? What are they? September. So they
0: did happen. They just happened forever ago. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So I forgot that the Emmys are like kind of like off season. They're in September. So they did happen and they are happening again. They just like are not
1: in the spring. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway. Got to edit this out editing, learning. Hope I can figure it out. Anyway. Okay.
0: The Grammys. Cardi B was the best dress. Okay. She wore this fucking, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see what designer it was. Cardi B Grammys dress, red carpet, her red
1: carpet dress. Who designed it? Tell me who designed it. Tell me. Okay. An Indian couturier, Gaurav Gupta. Love it.
0: They had made their Paris Fashion Week debut just five days before the Grammys. So it's an up and coming designer. I love that. Well, Gaurav Gupta, great job. Um, I'll make sure. I mean, it's gorgeous. It has like, it's like a sculpture. I'm obsessed with it. I love And I love Cardi. It's so good to see Taylor Swift at award shows again and see her, like, goofy dancing. And I love just seeing her, like, interact with other celebrities, especially Harry Styles. It's so funny to see her, like, interact with her exes. It's always a good time. Okay. The major, like, bone to pick with the Grammys, I guess, is that Harry Styles, Harry's House one album of the year and pop album of the year. And I just truly don't understand. It's not a good album. He's not a good singer. (laughs) He's not a good musician. And I just don't understand how this man, like it had two singles on the album. And then he gets up there.
1: He gets up there and he's like, people like me, people like me don't usually win. What? What? People like you don't usually win? People like me
0: don't usually win things like this. Shut the fuck up, Harold. Henry, whatever your name is, whatever Harry is short for, shut up. You have the same name as as the fucking Prince of Wales or whatever. Shut up. Shut up. People like me don't usually be Beyonce. Shut up. I hate it. Beyonce should have won. She had no skips on that album. I'm sorry. Renaissance was the perfect album. Renaissance was perfect. He's up against Adele, Lizzo, and Beyonce, and he he wins? He had two singles on the album. They all sound the same. They're so boring. Like even him performing as it was, I'm like, I'm so bored.
1: As it was, as it was, as it was.
0: Shut up. Shut up. Boring. 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 Lazy. <laughs> Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> I that's me. I'm
1: Abby Lee Miller talking to Kendall. To Harry. (laughs) I'm not interested. No. So stupid. Okay. I
0: I actually was so like convinced Beyonce was gonna win that I like I I actually like turned it off before we even got to Album of the Year because I was like, obviously Beyonce's got it. That's why she was late. She knew. She missed her
1: first award because she was like, who cares? I'm getting three tonight. And then she only got two. So embarrassing. She needs
0: to stop. She put on her good wig. She argued with her husband on camera. She listened. She listened to Ben Affleck complain. And then she lost to Harry fucking Styles. At least have her like give her some respect if she's going to lose. Let her lose to like Adele, a singer, a vocalist.
1: Okay. I can't. Not some man in a jumpsuit and coveralls. No. Anyway,
0: there was lots of weird couple couple drama. Ben Affleck looks miserable every time he leaves the house. Ever since she got that ring on her finger, he has looked like she sucked his soul from his body. I don't know. I need a body language expert in here stat. What is going on with them? Why does his face look like that? What happened to him? What happened to him? Also, I'm like, I'm convinced he's drinking again. There's just no way that he's not. And my heart kind of goes out to him. Like, he's clearly like a troubled man. But they were very convincing when they first got back together, when they first reconnected. But now, like, every time they go out in public, it's like, leave that man at home. Leave him at home. Take your daughter or your child. I mean, he's non-binary child. Sorry. And then somebody said Jay-Z and Beyonce were also bickering, but I felt like, I didn't feel like it was a bicker because honestly, like I felt like she, was he was just like, I want to drink. And she was like, just wait, just wait a second. You know, calm down. I don't feel like that's bickering. I talk to my husband like that too. I think anybody who thinks that's bickering just doesn't have a husband. They're like children. Sometimes you just have to, like, you just got to give them the nod and be like, you need to, okay, I get it. Also, I'm a Swiftie through and through, okay? I got my outfit for the heiress tour last night. Don't tell my husband, it's kind of expensive, more expensive than my tickets. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Don't come for me, Swifties. But at this point, I do think it's getting weird that Taylor Swift still doesn't bring Joe Alwyn anywhere with her. It's like, is this privacy thing real or is it you? Is it you or is it him? Because six years, girl. Six years. I understand you don't want to look like the aforementioned old people. You don't you don't want to look like J Lo and Ben. I wouldn't either. But is that why you don't want to bring in places? Cause you cause you bicker like that? Or Does he just like, does he just not want to go or like, but like, why can't you, why can't you, why can't you bring your man and have him sit next to you? Like why this whole like obsession with privacy to the point where you can't just like go somewhere and sit next to somebody with your significant other to me is a, is an orange flag. It's beyond pink, but it's not quite to red. It's an orange flag. It's weird. Six years they've been together. Like that's a long fucking time. He can't go to to the Grammys with you. That's weird. All right. The BAFTAs. So the BAFTAs just happened. So this is actually timely. (laughs) Finally a timely topic. Okay. Like an hour into this video, this podcast, and we're on a timely topic. The BAFTAs just happened and Poor Ariana DeBose. DeBose, I don't know. I don't know how to say this girl's name. But she's basically, this girl was like a dancer turned actor, turned singer, like whatever. She's got an Oscar. She's been Tony nominated. She's very accomplished. She did the opening number for the BAFTAs and it was basically this like theater geek rap. It's awful. And She, it just, it felt like a Glee cast member when she was rapping during the Baptist opening number and like the memes were so brutal and she like deactivated her her Twitter and, but like she deactivated her Twitter when people were like kind of clowning her during slash after the performance, but then commented on some of the memes saying that she was enjoying them. So the message is unclear. But my entire Twitter feed is just people like Bassett did the thing because <laughs> that's like what she
1: was saying. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch part of this. It's like oh, the comments are turned off. What?
0: <laughs> of course, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, an angel on this earth, is the one who's like.
1: She's the best. I love her.
0: All right. Well, I was really bored by the American actresses' fashion. They, like, don't know how to do London. They just all wear, like, Chanel. And it's like, first of all, bitch, that's France. That's Paris. They're just all, like, in boring-ass, like, Chanel and, like, wearing, like, pussy bows. Boring. But I love some of the British actresses' looks. I don't – I don't. maybe not even actresses. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know. But I, these two girls, um, I saw them and I liked their looks a lot. One is Ho-Yan. She was wearing Louis Vuitton. I saw her in a lot of best dress roundups. And then this other lady named Gugu mbatha Ra. She was in Gucci and Cartier jewelry.
1: And she looks beautiful.
0: So, yeah the um award season catch up and we'll do more as more stuff happens so stay tuned for Oscar stuff okay so another new segment that i want to introduce is called the beef of the week and this is where i'm going to talk about um people fighting online and it doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity it can be an influencer um it can be you know whatever as long as it's like viral and people are talking about it and it's um you know newsworthy and whatever but this week our inaugural beef of the week is a celebrity and um I am on their side. So this first one is Selena Gomez. Um she is kind of making a fool of herself but I'm still on her side. Um I support women's rights and women's wrongs and um basically Selena's been picking some fights online and now she's
1: leaving social media. And I relate to that a lot. So let's get into it. Okay. So I don't know. All this stuff is just so weird. And it
0: gets even weirder when you add in the fact that some of these women are, you know, my age, and married. (laughs) Like, so I'm 28, I'm married. And so like, I just can't imagine still doing this. This is like stuff that I did 10 years ago, but I think just the, the like shady Instagram stories and all that is just so bizarre. So a little bit of background info for those who are not familiar. Um, and you should be okay. Read up, do your homework. I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, so Selena Gomez famously dated Justin Bieber on and off for years. He was like particularly awful to her. And, um, I think like was really hard on her about her body and that kind of thing. She's been somewhat open about that. Um, and has kind of dropped breadcrumbs here and there about how that has affected her. Um, he also, I think, was always seeing other girls. He's been spotted with other models when he was dating her, including Haley, um, a lot. And then he would, like, go on dates with Haley, but then be spotted with Selena, but then be spotted with other models, including, actually, Brooklyn Beckham's wife, Nicola Peltz. Um, So there's a lot of... Oh, and Kourtney Kardashian. That one, too. So lots of weird, like... I mean, Hollywood is, like, not that big. So they've, like, all fucked each other. That's the truth. But anyway. So they have this, like, long history, of course. And um, even though a couple months back we got that picture of Selena Gomez and Hayley Bieber hanging out together and everybody was like, oh, my God, girlfriends, all's right in the world. I wrote this, like, long substack. Um, about Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez and how Justin's like the real like, you know, villain and all this. And I still believe that. Um, I do think that Haley Bieber is like a brainwashed, um, sad, pathetic person. Um, but I also think that those kinds of people have a tendency to um, take their like self-hatred out on others. So what we're seeing a lot right now um is some very like 10th grade um Instagram TikTok drama between um Selena Gomez and the- versus Hailey Bieber and um Kendall and Kylie Jenner essentially and where this all started is Um, Selena has been kind of like posting a lot on social media lately, but kind of just like to her fans. I think that it's helping her through what seems to be kind of like a difficult time with her self-image. Um, she's recently been kind of open about some weight gain due to some medication she's on, um, because, um, she has lupus and so she, you know, her, she's always taking different medications and, um, as somebody who also has like issues that require me to take a lot of different medications and they change my weight all the time. I totally understand that. And so she's been, um, you know, bullied a lot for her weight recently. And so she's been talking about it and I think she's just like, I think that has opened um, kind of an ongoing conversation between her and her fans. And so she's been interacting a lot with people. Um, And that has kind of led to this weird, um, this weird thing of her, I think, Personally, it seems like she's been online too much, which I can get in that. Like, I think everybody can. Um, I don't think it matters how old you are. I think every person can get in a weird space where you're just like spending a little bit too much time online and it's like getting to you, Um, especially if like your friends maybe aren't as present in your life as you need them to be. Um, And so you're just finding like connection like on the Internet and that sucks. So, it that's like kind of what it seems like to me. Um, she's not like acting erratic necessarily. She's just kind of like posting her thoughts more than usual. Um, so it seems like maybe she's like not in the studio and she's like, you know, she just released a bunch of stuff and so she's like kind of like in between things and so she's on the internet. But anyway, essentially what happened is she posts that she, like, laminated her brows a little too much. Well, then Kylie Jenner posts something about her eyebrows and it was like says something about, like, not doing it on purpose. So then people are like, are you bullying Selena? So then she has to come out and be like, y'all are reaching. Like, I would never bully Selena. I'm a fan of hers. And then Selena's like, yeah, I'm a fan
1: of Kylie's. Well, then – so that kind of gets squashed. But then – But then this is where things kind of like take a turn. Then Selena
0: um Okay. This is okay, I think this is out of order. So I should have said this first, I think. I actually don't know. But I don't know what happened first. But Selena commented on a TikTok of or made a TikTok. <laughs> no, she commented on a TikTok And said that she wishes she looked like Bella Hadid, which is her ex's
1: ex. The weekend. Dated Bella Hadid. So like, like she don't like you. But she, (laughs) and then Lady Gaga
0: commented back and it's like, you're the most beautiful person I know inside and out. So all these celebrities are like, this is so weird. It's so weird to see celebrities like be like this in comments on social media. I think it's so strange. Um but anyway. But then I think the weirdest thing that happens is that she comments on this TikTok which I actually saw of um she comments on this TikTok of Haley Bieber on some show where they say something about Taylor
1: Swift writing songs about her exes, and Haley Bieber goes, and so, which is obviously Selena Gomez's best friend.
0: And so, Selena comments on it and is like, um, my best friend is killing it and continues to. So, like, you know, whatever. Which isn't like that crazy of a thing to do. I think if that was isolated from the rest of these things, I don't think it would be that weird. But considering all the weirdness that's going on and like how fast all these things are happening, it's like, what are you still doing in the TikTok comments, Selena? Like, she's not wrong. She's right. It's just like somebody take this girl's phone away from her. So then she also, she comments like, I love you guys on a video of somebody calling Haley a mean girl. (laughs) So I don't know what, I also think that something else had to have happened because like they just took a picture together like, a month or two ago, and Selena's the one that, like, posted it, you know? Like, Selena was the one trying to send this message of, like, we don't hate each other, and now she's the one that's sending this message that's, like, no, she's mean. So it, it does make me wonder, like, what Haley is, like, sneakily doing behind the sne- scenes or, like, what she's said or done that has made Selena upset um, because, I mean – There's, there's gotta be, there's no way that Selena is just like thinking about Haley.
1: You know what I mean? She's not just sitting around in her house thinking about her. As much as like, as the
0: new girlfriend or the new wife or whatever, we want to think that our husband's or our boyfriend's exes are sitting around just thinking about us and how much they want our lives all the time. They're just not. You know, so what did Haley do (laughs) to get Selena to this point? And I think that's what like the conversation online has kind of gotten to anyway. Because all the TikToks I'm seeing, or I don't know if my TikTok just knows I like Selena and not Haley. Because I have made I made one TikTok that was anti Justin Bieber, and all the all the Haley Bieber stands found me and eviscerated me, and they do not like me. Okay, Haley Bieber stands. Do not like me. But my TikTok was not anti-Haley. It was anti-Justin. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Except for the sorry, except for the song Sorry and its music video. But that's because I love the Royal Family Dance Crew and Paris G. I can't say her last name. I think it's like Gobert. Whatever. Um, but anyway, then she announces, she's like, I'm taking a break because this is all a little silly and I'm 30. And I'm like, you're right. But it's like, you're... Actively participating in it more than anyone else. Which, like, again, like, I get it. I, like, have these tendencies in myself, too. It's just that, like, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I don't have... I'm not the most followed... I'm not the most followed person on Instagram. So I... In fact, I have about 140 followers on Instagram because I deactivated my old account because I was tired of people from fucking high school judging me. So... Um, I'm not the most followed person on Instagram. So if I want to start drama with strangers and then be like, I'm taking a break, I can do that, (laughs) you know? Um, so yeah, I guess that's where I'm like Selena bestie for real. I love her. I love her. If, if Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift would hang out with me, I would literally like, I would, I think I would just
1: combust and like turn into stardust. I would just like evaporate into, into thin air. That would be my dream. I would just, it would be my dream.
0: Throw in like Lotto. I saw that Lotto and Taylor Swift were talking at the Grammys and I was like, what are they talking about? And then Lotto was like, Taylor Swift gave me the
1: best advice. And I was like, what was it? (laughs) They're my people. Okay. Well, I guess this kind of like bleeds into Kardashian Corner. So Kardashian Corner this week.
0: It's kind of lame because we've talked about them kind of like throughout this episode. But the main thing that I saw this week about them that I found kind of interesting um, is that um, Kylie said that Kim is her favorite sister right now and that she has the least in common with Kendall. Which, first of all, like, duh, she has the least in common with Kendall because she – first of all, Kendall – I genuinely think
1: Kendall is, like, a frigid bitch. Like <laughs> – I don't think any of them like Kendall. Um, I think she's like mean.
0: Like I think out of all, and I think that's why she and Haley Bieber are tight. I think Kendall's like a mean girl. I've seen I've seen so many compilations on TikTok of her, like go to TikTok and search in the search bar, Kendall Jenner, mean girl. And there's so many compilations of her like making fun of people. And even of her just like tapping people and being like, "Oh my God," when people are around, she makes fun of Addison Ray really bad, which like I don't love Addison Ray, but like I think being around people who you can like see with your eyeballs making fun of you is just like the worst feeling ever, and I don't wish that upon anyone,
1: you know, and Addison Ray is going through it right now, so with her parents, um woof
0: okay. But so I, I find – the reason I find it interesting that um Kim is who she's closest to right now, she's like, we're going through a lot of parallel things at the moment. So I'm like, okay, so I'm assuming that means that a few things. I'm decoding. I'm going to pick apart. I'm going to pick apart what that means because she's like, so me and Kim – we're experiencing a lot of the same things. I'm assuming she's talking about Travis and Kanye. So obviously she's like we both had multiple babies with these rappers. <laughs> um and Travis and Kanye are tight. So that's something that has been pointed out. Um I like I get really deep into Reddit. I find, like, most of my, my sleuthiest information via Reddit. Um, and that's where I've figured out that, like, Kanye and Travis are really close. And Travis is actually who gave Kanye the address to that birthday party that he was so mad about not having last year. I think it was Chicago and Stormy's joint birthday party, actually, um, that he was, like, pissed about not, not being invited to last year.
1: It was, so... I don't know if, like, I guess I'm kind of speculating that
0: Travis is experiencing some, like, mental health issues. I'm definitely not suggesting that they're anywhere in the realm that Kanye's mental health issues are. But I'm definitely um, suspecting that um, Travis is a difficult co-parent for Kylie, because um she mentions that she and Kim are experiencing a lot of the same things. Um, I also assume that that means that um Chloe and Tristan are back together because I think it's interesting that she says that she and
1: Kim are experiencing a lot of the same things and doesn't mention Chloe Right. Because it's like Chloe's baby daddy literally had a baby behind her back.
0: But you're saying that Kim is going through a lot of the same things as you. And those things happened basically around the same time, you know? So um, I think it's really interesting that she said that. So I kind of anticipate to hear that Chloe and Tristan are back together officially kind of soon – Um, I've heard rumblings that they are anyway, um, especially since his mom died uh, because he has a special needs brother and um, it's been speculated that Chloe will be taking care of him. So, but still that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean like, I understand loving somebody's family and like wanting to be there for them and like wanting to maintain a relationship or whatever. Um, but I don't think that that means that you, like, give your, like, body and your trust and your home to somebody who has, like, repeatedly, like, just, like, taken a shit all over your entire life. I mean, going off and, like, having another baby with somebody and then not only that, but showing who they are as a person by just, like, writing off that baby and, like, pretending like this, um, human being doesn't exist, um... Shows what kind of person they are. Um, so to me, I mean, Chloe has like dropped in my rankings of the Kardashians so far in the last year and a half. Um, I'm so disappointed in her. <laughs> like, I feel like she used to be far and away my favorite, and now I see like old clips of her and I'm like, oh my god, she was the best, and now I'm just so like kind of disgusted with her because I wish that she would be more, I wish she would encourage Tristan to see his other kids. And I hate the way that she previously referred to um, True as an only child. I've talked about this on the podcast before because I, um, I have only half siblings and um, I would never refer to myself as an only child unless like, Somebody was specifically asking about like my parents procreating, like my birth parents, um my biological parents cuz because they don't have any other children together. Like I don't even have a single I don't even have a single photograph of my parents together. So like if you were asking about my biological parents then yes, I am their only child. But I'm not an only child. Um and so yeah, that's like turned me off to Chloe really bad and It's just so annoying. And then also when people were questioning her about being on Ozempic, she's like, let's not discredit how hard I work out. And it's like, well, that's not, (laughs) it's not even denying it. You didn't even deny it, girl. Um, So I don't like, I don't like the mind fuckery either.
1: Um, And
0: I feel like she's like the most guilty of that. So she's just like dropping my ranking. So Kendall's in dead last for sure and then um and then Chloe and then and then Kylie just cuz I'm like not a Kylie fan and then I and then Kim and then Courtney I guess those are my rankings right now and Courtney's in the top spot because I love her gummies her let me sleep gummies are really good um so that's my plug <laughs> for her products um, that's why she's my number one spot and then Kim's and her, my number two spot. Cause I love skims. <laughs> um, but good American, um, their sizing's off. Okay. Because I've lost 30 pounds and I'm just now in the jean size that I was wearing 30 pounds ago and every other brand. <laughs> so, um, so, when they're talking about being like all body positivity and whatever, it's a lie because they, <laughs> it feels really shitty to have just gotten down to a new, um, jean size and just now fit into my old jean size in Miss Chloe's brand. Um, so take that for what you will. But yeah. All right. Well, that was the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed, um, the visuals. If you are on the YouTubes, um, If not, I hope you enjoyed uh, my voice returning to your ear holes. Um, Please like, subscribe, follow. Please follow me on Instagram. I'm at McKinney now. Um, I'm no longer going to be posting on the Spin Cycle um, Instagram. I'm just going to be combining everything on my own Instagram. um, And uh, yeah, so... Follow me there, chat with me about current events, current affairs, fashion news, entertainment news, and all of that good stuff. Um, I post um, about everything on there Um, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye. Oh,